0: What is going on, everybody? This is Gino Spirito back with episode 24 of the Gino Spirito podcast. I hope you are having a great Wednesday, February 24th. Um, For all of those of you who are in school, I hope you are having a a great midterm season if it is that time of uh, the semester for you. Um, For me personally, it's probably going to be half and half with uh, next week and the week following. Um, But I know a few of my friends uh, are taking their midterms at the moment. So just wanted to wish you all luck if that is you in that same boat. Um, You know, for everybody else, I hope you all are having a great week. Um, Hope you are staying healthy, staying happy, staying active, just doing anything, um, doing anything and everything that you can to uh, continue to, you know, stay positive through this uh, time. And... um, You know, thank you for coming in today. Thank you for uh, tuning in. And without further ado, let's get into it. Um, you know, I thought it was pretty, um, I think think it's always fun and cool to see uh, some of these Kobe references when we talk about the number 24, uh, the number eight, um, and you can kind of, uh, you know, even 81, and we can uh, tell and sense that he's still here with us. and I feel like my Kobe moment is actually right now as we're speaking. As uh, of course today is two twenty four. Um, you know, a year ago we were all um, you know tuning in or at the Staples Center, um, coming together and grieving the loss of uh, the loss of Kobe Bryant, uh, Gigi, and uh, the others that were sadly uh, taken away from us in that uh, horrific helicopter crash. Um, And of course that, you know, we celebrate this on, celebrate their lives on uh, 224. And um, it's funny that today is actually my 24th podcast. So I I thought that was pretty ironic. Um, And uh, yeah, it's just, um, you know, it's crazy to think that that was a year ago um, when we all were able to come together and tell the stories of uh, you know, the man, the husband, the father, the basketball player, uh, creative minds that, uh, you know, Kobe Bryant was and everything else that he was able to really bring to this uh, world and uh, the passion and inspiration that he was able to give to so many through his Mamba mentality, through uh, his play on and off the courts, um, you know. It it, it just it was awesome when, um, you know, of course it it was sad, but it was also awesome in the sense that, uh, you know, he had made such a tremendous impact on so, so many people. I mean, I could I could only hope that the day that, you know, uh, my time is no longer, um, you know, requested of me on Earth, that uh, that many people are able to come together and tell funny stories of, um, how Shaft said that there's no I in team, but he responded right away saying there's an Emmy in that mother effort. Um, you know, here's some heartwarming stories from Michael Jordan as uh, he was, you know, the mentor and Idol that uh, that was, you know, who was, he was Toby Bryant's mentor and Idol, but, you know, we hear these heartwarming stories of how that uh, relationship took a turn and it kind of became more of a big brother relationship instead of, you know, somebody that you're completely looking up to and in some ways you continue to do, but it's more so, uh, you know, a deeper connection, a deeper um, love for the man that Kobe Bryant was. It's not, you know, outside of basketball and learning how to do MJ's uh, fadeaway or, you know, something like that. It, it got deeper than that and hearing the stories Um, That he had and of course, you know, like I said through all these stories that were told we were able to just celebrate um, the amazing human being that uh, Kobe Bryant was and everything that he was uh, able to really um, bring to us and give to us throughout um, his life and uh, What he was able to leave in terms of his legacy Um, but yeah being a year removed uh, from from this day Uh, Brings me back to how much I've personally, you know, been able uh, To grow and how much I've been able to experience in the past year Uh, That's truly just felt like a lifetime, you know Um, I've been able to see my daughter continue to grow into this young uh, beautiful fun energetic uh, always just so happy um, girl, you know and I've been able to be in the happiest and longest relationship that I've ever been in and continue to learn more about myself and start to truly love myself um, on another kind of level because of this relationship and because of my amazing girlfriend. Um, and I got—I I just got to experience some amazing nights and celebrate more uh, milestones uh, within my friend group. And, uh, you know, regardless of regardless of how the world has been, uh, you know, throughout the past year, I've still been able to experience a lot of just amazing and memorable nights that I'll always keep, um, you know, very, very dear to my hearts. Um, and you know, that's, that's just definitely, uh, what I've been able to take away from it is, you know, life is just so precious in that way. You know, if I, if I weren't alive a year ago, um, I wouldn't have been able to experience, uh, all those things that I just mentioned. Um, and it would have just been over, you know, I wouldn't have been able to see my, you know, I still haven't seen my full potential, but I wouldn't have been able to see my potential past that moment. And, um, you know, I, I just, you know, wouldn't have been able to just be the man that I am today. Uh, you know, a man that I'm so proud of and, a man that I'm still continuing to work on, you know, through trial and error. Um, but I wouldn't have gotten to experience all those good times um, that have allowed me to, um, you know, forget about a lot of the things that this world is going through. A lot of, um, you know, of my mental struggles or, uh, you know, some of the things that I go through personally on a day-to-day basis. These, these things that I've I've mentioned have been able to kind of, uh, you know, overshadow those things and allow me to live, allow me to be happy. And you know, I, I, I'm just so happy that, um, you know, I've been able to continue to push forward in life. And I feel like that's the biggest lesson of them all is, you know, continuing to push uh, because you just truly know, you never know what a year can bring. Let me tell you. And I am the first person that you should truly trust on this, man. Like, Um, You know, no matter how sad you are, no matter how tired, hurt, frustrated, whatever it may be, your potential to be whatever you want is always in your capability, regardless of how you are feeling in a specific moment on a specific day, Um, because, you know, you just you can never forget that through continuous perseverance, continuous strength, pushing forward. You never know what's going to follow that storm. You know, unfortunately, uh, life isn't always rainbows and butterflies and sunshine, but it's just our job at the end of the day to, um, you know, continue to make the most of these days, regardless of the obstacles that may be coming along our way, because uh, we never know when it might be our last moment, our last breath on this earth. So why not continue to take in those good times, continue to search um, and learn more about yourself and push yourself to those limits of um, what you think you're truly capable of, because, you know, what's the point of, of living if you're, if you're not continuing to find yourself and uh, you know, know who you truly are at the end of the day. So I feel like that's what I've personally been able to take from, uh, you know, realizing that it's been a year since we've been able to uh, kind of mourn as a collective, the loss that we all experienced in Kobe Bryant's and, uh gg and the rest of those uh you know uh victims in the awful hel- helicopter accident but um you know it's always going to be black mamba forever uh thank you for the impact and the legacy that you continue to lay um a foundation for the rest of us uh even though you're not here um we all miss you we all love you kobe and Gigi and the rest of you and um yeah it's it's just remarkable that it's been a year um but um you know unfortunately uh the net set of news isn't the best that i'm going to be talking about um but yesterday on a sad note uh tiger notes tiger woods was actually taken to the hospital after a uh, car crash um this was a single car crash that was near los angeles um, early yesterday morning um, and it resulted in emergency personnel and teams having to uh, take Tiger Woods out of the vehicle using uh, their Jaws jaws of Life machine um, and that from there he was taken to the local hospital for all the injuries that were sustained uh, during this uh, single car crash um, and uh, later we found out that he had actually um excuse me he was actually he was actually on his way to uh meet with uh Justin Herbert and Drew Brees to play some golf and have some sort of photo shoots um and then the accident happened so unfortunately uh that wasn't able to happen but um we later learned that you know he did suffer uh, two leg fractures and a shattered ankle in this car crash um the Tiger Woods Foundation came out Uh, late last night and kind of um, You know confirmed what had happened with the act like that there was an accident um, That he had sustained uh, pretty significant injuries in his uh, right lower leg um, that were treated um, at the UCLA Medical Center Um, and uh, this um, uh, This was This this uh, statement was released after um, all of the surgeries had been completed. As um, late last night, he was awake, he was responsive, um, and he was recovering in his uh, hospital room. Um, So you know, of course, uh, you know with rehab um, and you know some uh, physical therapy, I'm sure Tiger Woods will. Uh, be back on his feet um, eventually, but um, you know it's it's definitely better to go through some PT and therapy um, than have his life taken away from him. Um, so it's very fortunate that uh, uh, we we're, you know Tiger Woods was able to make it out of that um, safely um, and just sustain some injuries along the way, not necessarily lose his life in the process. Um, it's, it's very thank I'm very thankful for that. I know that, um, everybody else is, especially his loved ones. Um, but you know, we're going to continue to pray and, uh, hope, you know, for a speedy recovery for Tiger Woods, um, that he's able to get back on his feet and no back in no time. And, uh, you know, continue this, um, continue the, the legacy that he's already been able to leave behind. Um, I'm, I'm just very, I'm very happy that, uh, it's nothing past that. And, um, nothing as serious as we have seen um, with these these single car crashes, man. So, uh, thankfully, he is okay and he is recovering. Um, but, yeah. Uh, On to some music news. Uh, the weekends continues to make more history as Blinding Lights actually becomes the first song in the Billboard Hot 100 history to spend 50 weeks in the chart's top 10. Uh, this comes... On the same day that it has surpassed 2 billion streams on Spotify And it was the fastest song in the history uh, To reach this uh, milestone So shout out to Abel, shout out to um, You know, everything that he's been able to continue to do with this After Hours run um, it's, it's really remarkable and I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, You know, when this uh, new record is kind of Um what this new record will be um, and, you know where he kind of sets the bar for the next artist to follow um, You know, it, it's just it's just amazing to see uh, the weekend continue to dominate um, but uh, Onto some other uh, music news Matt Miller's faces uh, mitztape seems to be in the process of getting released on streaming services as his longtime friend and producer ID Labs actually confirmed this news uh, via Reddit, as somebody um, put that they, I think ID Labs said on his sub, which is Twitch, a few months ago that they were working on getting bases cleared for streaming platforms, but it was going to take time due to clearing samples, of course. Um, but maybe it's finally getting done and id labs actually responded to this person's post on reddit and said this is correct and currently happening um you know this of course uh would be the second mids tape that would be uh released um from matt miller uh to reach streaming services as the first um one that we saw was kids uh that was re-released last year on streaming services um, and it was followed with some, uh, merch and vinyl pressings. So, um, I would hope to see that, um, you know, if we're able to get it on streaming services, I would hope, uh, for the same release, uh, kind of with faces. Um, if this does turn out to be true, uh, this fall, um, sadly, marks three years, uh, since Mac Miller, um, sadly passed away. Um, it's, it's just crazy to think that, uh, you know, it seems like yesterday that I got that notification on my phone uh, and just text messages and uh, phone calls from a lot of people I know and I'm close with that uh, that the, of, of the news of Mac Miller passing. And it just didn't seem real then, and it still doesn't seem real now. Um, but if you've never heard of Faces, uh, this was, of course, his 2014 tape, uh that could sort of seem, uh, be seen uh, – if you haven't listened to it yet as a uh, kind of a follow up um, of watching movies with the sound off, maybe, um, you know, a follow up to Macadelic in a way, uh, as you can 100 percent hear the psychedelic influence throughout the record. Um, there's there's a lot of, you know, it's just very dark. It's a very dark tone throughout, um, you know, Mac, like I said, started this uh darker deeper um music um through his experiences with drugs, of course and uh the deeper meanings that he was seeming to find uh in his experiences and uh as he was struggling um you know i I feel like um you know he was able to he was he was continuing to find more about life and himself during this time and uh it's definitely um you know clearly shown on this mids tape as uh You know, the entire midstape is is really just taking us through the mind of uh, Matt Miller uh, during this time uh, when he was in in this state of, um, you know, addiction of this state of, um, you know, dealing with a lot of uh, just demons in his head. And, um, you know, it's it's definitely just uh, best described, I'd say, as. Possibly, I'd say, like a dreamy trip um, inside of his head of um, confliction. Um, You know, each song sort of seems to be its own type of trip um, or imagination that he's experienced uh, while on a substance. Um, And it expands uh, this journey or thought uh, that he was experiencing. Um, into a whole song and kind of uh, you know, taking a look at the bigger picture uh, In just a different type of way um, You know, we've seen plenty of artists do this when they get influenced by psychedelic drugs And that's uh, definitely what Matt was doing on this project. You know, we see um, in the earlier tracks, um on this mixtape such as Angel Dust uh, Malibu um, you know, we hear him just speaking honestly about uh, his thoughts and feelings while he's on these substances, um, you know, it 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 does get dark. It does, um, you know, really, you know, you are really able to hear the honesty and, you know, just uh, how brutal it can be on somebody when they do get addicted to these things and, um, you know, what it what it feels like, you know, to uh, be lonely and, um, you know, have these suicidal thoughts, um, you know, not knowing really what tomorrow's going to bring and really wanting to stop, but feeling like he needs these substances and feeling like, uh, these are the only things that are keeping him alive in a way and, you know, allowing him to actually feel something, you know, it's, it's dark and, um, that subject matter might be not, you know, it might, You know weird some people out when you talk about it and speak on it uh, in that type of way But that's truly what he's doing. He's giving us uh, An exact feeling that he's had um, while struggling and it's just you know, there's a tweet that always surfaces whenever people talk about faces and it's Mac um, You know a couple years out um, Speaking I'm pretty sure it was probably on an anniversary um, And he said that I was nowhere near planet Earth when I was releasing faces and you can just I don't you know you, you can just tell in the perspective that he's giving on this tape that you know he's just trying to find himself through all of the things that he's experiencing um, and that brings up the project's themes um, that I just mentioned you know we of course we get Matt spinning uh, his regular bars on um, Diablo, uh, Insomniac, but I'd say for the most part, you know, we get tracks that, uh, are like Uber, um, Thumbelina, um, Colors and Shapes, uh, and more beats that aren't necessarily, you know, a hip-hop, uh, you know, you got the, you, you got the, your kits and your claps and the, you know, you got your 808s, um, it's more, um, inspired by, The feeling and the vibrant tone that uh, these substances are giving him and the perspective that he's seen um, In life through them Um, You know, I'd say my favorite three-track run on faces is probably uh, Happy birthday wedding and then funeral Um, you know those are supposed to be, uh, you know, it's based on the three biggest moments that a man is supposed to have uh, in his life. Of course, the day he's born, his wedding, and then the day you die. Um, you know, happy birthday starts with uh, him kind of analyzing a birthday party. I mean, his the line is, you know, there's a birthday party having it upstairs and it's all for me. Who the fuck cares? Um, and it's it's just about everybody gathering uh, to simply party and not really remember what the real purpose of them all getting together truly is. And it's it's about celebrating another year alive and healthy um, for this specific person on earth. You know, somebody that they should be caring about. Um, you know, he compares uh, these people that are at the party, um, you know, to some of the uh some of the people that are in his life um you know using him uh you know for personal gain or happiness um you know people at this party are using his birthday as a way um to get fucked up a way to just have fun a way to yeah just be happy and kind of leech off of that Um, And he's comparing that to some of the people leeching off of him and his money, his fame, his recognition uh, for their own benefit, really. Um, And that leads him, you know, to talk about the real um, that leads him to think about, you know, what are these real? What's the real meaning of even being alive? What's what's the point of me being born? You know, this is supposed to be one of the biggest moments of my life. But I feel as if, you know, my life doesn't matter. Why am I even here? You know, that's supposed to be. Uh, one of the biggest blessings ever is, you know, coming, you know, being born into this world and, um, you know, you kind of see him continuously trying to remind himself of why it is important to be alive and why we all, you know, continue to live regardless of, of these negative thoughts and um, emotions that we might feel from time to time, um, you know, whether or not, uh, you know, you're feeling alone or. Uh, You're in a room full of people, and uh, they all seem to not care about you. Uh, Even if it's your day, you have to continue to move forward. Um, You know, I I feel like that's uh, what leads us into wedding. And um, this allows uh, Matt's uh, search for his purpose um, of being alive to finally end as that's Uh, His definition is is finding love and um, being in love, you know, experiencing that Um, He's allowed he's he's able to finally truly explore his his inner self and um, the man that he truly wants to be through this love because um, As he falls deeper and deeper into this love he is learning more and more about himself and um, you know who he truly is as a human being um and uh while he is finding more about himself he continues to question whether or not he's even worth you know whether or not he's even worthy of uh being able to experience um some of the amazing things that are coming with love um you know uh is he allowed to be this happy um or you know full content um, you know, as he you know feels as if um, this you know thing of love is just so powerful, and he's finally found purpose. Um, and you know he he analyzes as the song goes on. It it um it, like every relationship, it, it's not perfect. Um, and there's of course issues, but uh, none of it matters because those issues, those conflicts, those those things are what allows him to continue to find himself, and what allows them to um, continue to grow their love into another another level. You know, it, and it it brings them closer. At the end of the day, uh, you know, he realizes that um, all of the horrible feelings that he's ever felt um, throughout his life, um, you know, truly just doesn't matter, as love is able to conquer that all, and he's you know, allowed to just be vulnerable and allowed to feel the way he wants to. And he's thanking this woman, um, his, his lover, because, you know, he's finally found it and that's in her. Um, and of course that's completed with a funeral and that's where Mac really talks and analyzes the concept of death and how each of our lives are so precious. Um, with the time, uh, with with time um in that realm possibly being taken away from us at any single moment you know uh throughout the throughout the song you can you can you hear match uh you know taking us through his childhood and some of the the feelings that he's had um and all the ups and downs that life has kind of presented uh him with and I, i feel as if this track is kind of shadowing um you know that metaphor phrase uh your life flashing before your eyes as um you know mac is kind of you know taking us through this journey of everything that he's experienced and uh it kind of ends with what he's learned and um what he's been able to take away from experiencing uh being born experiencing falling in love and kind of conquering um these thoughts and then finally uh, you know, just being at the end of it all, um, you know, of course that, of course, I, I feel as if this this might be amplified um, in a way that not a lot of artists could possibly do um, due to his experiences with drugs um, and having those deeper encounters with yourself um, and kind of being able to analyze life in a different type of way uh, than others might be able to. Uh, because of that. So with this he's able to really uh, portray what um, dying really means and uh, What he's been able to take away from life as a whole if, the, if this were his last day um, If this was the last day of his life So I mean I can talk about this project and all the meanings that Mac was able to present um, Throughout the duration forever. I mean, this is probably my favorite Mac builder projects Um You know, it it it, really—it just truly gives us a deeper personal insight, not only into Matt's mind um, and others who are possibly struggling with drug addiction, but it—it also allows us to analyze our lives on a different type of pedestal and kind of just give us lessons um, and just a lot of gems uh, to take away from it and. Continue and, and reasons as to why you should continue to fight, continue to push because you never know what that, what that um you know that uh cloud is going to um bring after you push through it. Is it gonna be a rainbow? Is it gonna be love? Is it gonna be something else? You know, I, I feel like um, you know, unfortunately, Mac had. A lot of demons um, that he just did not deserve and he continued to fight and unfortunately uh, didn't pan out the way that we all and I I know himself did not want it to. But, um, you know, I I feel as if, uh, you know, he was able to give us a lot of gems and just advice and insight into, um, you know, how you should truly analyze life, how you should truly approach each day. Um, not only on faces, but on all of his projects, really, and, um, you know, it's unfortunate that we weren't able to see uh, the legacy of Mac Miller continue, Um, but it will forever and always be R.I.P. Mac Miller to the most high. I love you. I miss you, Mac, Um, and I hope that you, you know, are just having fun. I hope you're okay. I hope you are alleviated of all of the things that you ever have had to go through and i hope you can see the impact that you've made on not only myself but so so many other people artists um you know it's just remarkable what you were able to accomplish and what you were able to give to everybody and i hope you never ever um forget that and i hope you if you never knew that i hope you realize that now so like i said rip mac miller uh forever but yeah moving on Um, we actually did get a little bit of insight into when we should be expecting, uh, Travis Scott's, uh, next album, um, of course titled utopia as he just released, um, his utopia issue one for ID magazine, which was followed by a pop-up shop in LA yesterday with hundreds of fans swarming him Um, It's cited for the release of Utopia um, and this magazine, of course, Um, but in the interview that he did do for this um, for ID magazine, um, you know, the interviewer did say, hurry up with that new album. The world needs it, uh, which was followed by it's coming and it's coming soon. You can bet on that, Um, you know, uh, he also the interviewer also said you have had three number one songs in the past year uh, and you're working on a new album. Uh, who have you been working on Who who have you been working with and um travis responds with it's so crazy i never tell people this but i'm probably going to keep it a secret still um but i'm working with some new people and i'm just trying to expand the sound i've been making beats again rapping on my own beats putting everything together and trying to grow my sound really that's been one of the most fun things about working on this album. I'm evolving, collaborating with different people that I've never collaborated with before, and delivering a whole new sound with a whole new range. Um, if you're a Travis Scott fan and this does not get you excited, I don't know if you've ever listened to Travis Scott before because this man, time and time again, has delivered with a new, evolved sound, which takes you know p- bits and pieces of what he has given us before, but it's just overall more complete um than it was before and prior in his um in his you know uh previous work as you know we saw that with birds evolving the sound from rodeo um, and then astral world kind of taking both elements of birds and rodeo Um, And even days before rodeo and kind of just, uh, you know, putting it into one of the most complete bodies of work I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, And, you know, I have no doubt uh, that um, it'll be the same um, when we uh, do experience, um, you know, utopia and we get to hear where Travis is taking uh, taking us all this time. Uh like I said, I am so so excited uh, to you know hear what he has to offer. I, I have no doubt in my mind that he will deliver. Um but yeah. Um today also actually marks the sixth year anniversary of Dark Sky Paradise um by Bid Sean. Uh this is probably Bid Sean's most critically acclaimed work. Um it, it honestly has probably the biggest songs, um, of his entire career songs that continue to be bumped through this day. Um, you know, you have blessings with Drake, uh, you have all your fault with Kanye West. I don't, uh, fuck with you is, you know, probably the biggest song on here. Um, paradise. I know with Jane, J- J- aiko probably my favorite on here is, is I know, um, you know, uh, even one man can change the world. I'm pretty sure that that was either nominated or won a Grammy. Um, but yeah, there, some of these songs. I mean, even the songs that aren't as big. Uh, Play no games with Chris Brown and Ty Dolla Sign. A perfect uh, 2088 type of vibe from Big Sean. Um, Deep with little Wayne. That's that's a great song. Uh, Stay down. Win some and lose like this whole entire project has no skips. Um, I'm honestly super excited that Detroit 2 is finally going to be on vinyl, which is Bid Sean's last and latest album. Um, and I just hope that this uh, Dark Sky Paradise gets re-released as at the moment there are, um, are only the Record Store Day versions of Dark Sky Paradise, um, which makes the resell about 200 plus. So I hope one day he'll re-release this album. Um, but I'm excited to drop Detroit 2 when it does come out as it seems to be um rolling out on just about every single uh company you know big name company organization such as amazon walmart target uh, urban outfitters so i'm excited to top that but i, I hope that he re-releases this man because this is definitely his best work um and i mean somebody else who is hard at work with their next album is asap rocky um his next album is still in the works uh the last title and I mean there hasn't been a title change since it has been all smiles um, as somebody um, did I don't he is verified on Twitter uh, this person who tweeted at ASAP Rocky I don't know if this is an artist um, but he asked him when are you dropping the album and ASAP Rocky responded working on it RN and to put this into context ASAP Rocky never tweets uh, unless it's something big like a yams day or you know, something like that promoting a music video for one of his artists on On um, on his label, but uh, for him to respond I, I feel like that that definitely is a good sign of there is music to be coming uh, Which is a great sign um, Of course his last project was 2018's testing um, And i'm just excited to see uh, the lane that rocky decides to take with this new one uh, as, um, you know, the little single-slash-clip that was heard during Yam's Day was a very good verse. Um, of course, uh, his, his song off of uh, Judas, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack was absolutely fire. Probably the best song on the soundtrack, so I'm very, very excited to see where ASAP Rocky um, just kind of goes with um, everything. In um, some NFL news uh aaron Rodgers, uh nvp of this past season and actress shailene woodley of course from the diversion series uh from the fault in our stars uh have officially announced their engagement as this came on jimmy fallon's late night show where uh shailene woodley um thought it was kind of funny that all these engagements um posts and um you know things are coming out now, as she says that they've actually been engaged for a little while, and that they've been dating throughout this quarantine. So it seems to be a um, a, a fresh, a, you know, a, a fairly new relationship still, but they are engaged. So congratulations to both of them. Um, you know, she she came out and said that I didn't know him as the football. I don't know him as the football guy. I know him as that nerd who wants to host Jeopardy. Um, You know, and she also said that she she never thought that she didn't be engaged to somebody who threw balls for a living. Um, So I thought that was pretty funny. But, um, you know, it's funny how um, they they were able to kind of keep this under wraps for the most part. I I know Aaron Rodgers during his MVP speech, uh, he did thank his fiance for all of her supports and. Uh, he didn't really say a name and there hadn't been any rumors or speculation prior to Aaron Rodgers being engaged or, you know, anything confirmed. Uh, so for him to come out and say that uh, during his MVP speech and now this come out, um, it's just awesome. You know, congratulations to to them. I, I feel like they're definitely a great uh, like a power couple and they seem to both have, a, you know, strong head on their shoulders. And I'm I'm excited um, to see if. Uh, you know, how their relationship pans out, and hopefully it brings them nothing but happiness and love, you know. Um, And some other NFL news, of course, Alad Smith uh, came out actually about the culture of the Washington football team, about his comeback, um, as he he stated that Washington didn't want me on the team, on the roster, and they simply didn't want to give him a chance. Um, He felt as if it was like getting – that close to the end of the line of a marathon and they're telling you that you cannot finish the race. And he simply said, fuck that. I'm finishing this thing. Um, and I, I just find this very surprising, but at the same time, not really, um, as when he was returning, um, you know, it was about midway through the season and Washington was having troubles at ish at quarterback, uh, Dwayne Haskins wasn't the answer. And obviously he's let go from the organization now. Um, and you've got a guy like Alex Smith who has a great resume, um, you know, had had some success in Kansas City, um, and for the most part was playing good until, until his injury in Washington. Um, and he had great success as in the 49ers uniform as well until uh, Colin Kaepernick kind of stole his job um, with the Monday night performance. Um, you know, so I was a little surprised to see he didn't start right away, but now it's kind of making a little bit more sense. Um But this football team simply played better with him under quarterback i mean this season they were five and one with him starting um he had a completion percentage of almost 67 percent um you know so i was just i was surprised to hear about this and it's honestly just unfortunate for especially for a team like the washington football team that has struggled consistently with um you know getting uh the right guy in the quarterback uh position um to handle it so you know i I think it'll be interesting to see if he does return. I know Washington did sign Taylor Heineke, um, their star in the divisional game, uh, to a two-year contract worth about $8 million. So we'll see if they go with him. or if I know Alex Smith is, I'm pretty sure, still under contracts with Washington. So we'll see if they end up training him. If he continues to play, if he's going to retire after his injury, we'll see. But I thought this was fairly interesting. In um, some other quarterback news, the Raiders are actually planning – uh, supposedly planning to go with Derek Carr for this upcoming season and um, deal Marcus Mariota out and uh, tr- uh, you know try to find a possible trade for him. You know, of course, Marcus Mariota came in relief of Carr in Week 15 against uh, the Chargers on uh, Thursday Night Football. Uh, this was a game that saw um, probably the two greatest quarterbacks in Oregon University history go against each other. Um, and on, I I know. Personally, a lot of Raider fans, um, and I know that they were excited about the way that this man handled himself in this big time, you know, prime time game. Unfortunately, they didn't come out with the win, and Derek Carr did start week sixteen and week seventeen. But um, there was a lot of rumors and speculation that maybe they would go with Marcus Mariota to start this upcoming year, as you know, we saw another year of the Raiders getting off to a hard start, a hot start, and um, kind of seeing it dwindle away towards the end, and. Missed the postseason yet again. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if this is true. Uh, and they do deal Marcus Mariota out and they, you know, stick with their guy and Derek Carr. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Carr responds to another season that was a hot start and, you know, led to an eventual um, uh, non postseason appearance. And it'll also be interesting to see how he responds to yet another offseason of speculation about his job, who is going to be the quarterback for the Raiders next year. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely um, interested to see uh, when and where uh, this Raiders organization uh, decides to go with their uh, quarterback position. Um, and let's get into some NBA news. Of course, Monday night games, uh, Monday night's games. Uh, let's start with this uh, Lakers choke job. Uh, you know, they blew a 17 17- Point lead against the washington wizards um and uh this was in a loss 127 to 124 in overtime at home uh extending this losing streak to now three uh, which is a season high and they now fall to 22 and 10 and they are third in the west um of course on the other side of the ball however uh russell was russell Wel- uh westbrook and bradley beal had themselves a night as uh, russell R- russell westbrook finished with 32 points 14 rebounds and nine assists bradley beal finished with 33.7 rebounds and six assists as the washington wizards have now won five straight games um russell westbrook and bradley beal um you know as they both finished with 30 plus and five assists are the first wizards duo to finish um, a game with thirty plus five and five in a single game since Gilbert Arenas and Larry Hughes did it in uh 2004, which also came against the Lakers. Uh, so this duo is definitely starting to hit their stride. It feels like, um, you know, this this Washington Wizards team seems to um completely be a different team than they were for this first half of the season. Um, and I mean the Eastern Conference is very depleted, you know. Um, they, there's no, uh, I, I just don't feel like there's no reason as why we, why we should count the Washington Wizards out yet. Um, if for a, a minute, because they're still playing a basketball to be played and this Eastern conference, like I said, is not that good. Um, you know, they're still on the outside looking in, but, uh, this seems to be a great step moving forward. Um, of course, on the other side of the ball in the Lakers, LeBron had 31 points, 13 assists and nine rebounds. Uh, Montrez Harrell added 26 points and nine rebounds and uh, KCP had 21 points you know like I said though they did blow this 17 point lead that saw LeBron James have an and one with nine seconds left and he missed um, a free throw which was kind of just a story of the night for LeBron James continuously putting these free throws short in front of the rim and then in overtime, for some reason, Montrezl Harrell, who had 26 points in 21 minutes, was benched uh, for Mark Gasol. Uh, so just some questionable calls some questionable plays, and just not the best uh, outing for this Lakers team, as they now have lost four of their last five. Um, of course, the losses coming to the Denver Nuggets, the Nets, the Heat, and the Wizards, and then the only win coming against this Timberwolves team. So not the best look, but we do look to respond. And It will be a response if we are able to win tonight against the number one seed in the West um, the Utah Jazz this this uh, Matchup sees the top two defenses in the NBA facing against each other um, Of course, uh, this will be a great one. It'll be at 7 p.m. on ESPN uh, So I'm excited, you know, like I said, if, if we're able to come out I um, you know with this with this win that'll be great i i just you know where is the all-star break when you need it uh but yeah this will be a tough one but um of course you know this this jazz team is just it's just playing remarkable as they actually smoked the hornets for uh the second straight game 132 to 110 uh they're currently 25 and sits um you know of course This game, uh, we saw Donovan Mitchell have 23 points, uh, eight assists, and four rebounds. Um, We saw Joe Inglis have 21, Jordan Clarkson have 20. Um, You know, Rudy Gobert added double double to the figure. Um, You know, on on the Hornet side of the ball, we had um, LaMelo Ball have 21, um, Gordon Hayward have 21, uh, Malik Monk have 20. Uh, But it was just too much as the Utah Jazz finished with 28 three-pointers in this game. It was actually their 10th game this season with 20 or more three-point field rules, and that's already tied for the fourth most in a single season in NBA history. Um, as with eight more, they will tie the record for the most in a season. Um, this game also saw the Jazz go on a 41-11 to run. Uh, so yeah, like I said, if... This Lakers team that is still depleted, still will be playing without Anthony Davis and Dennis Schroeder, somehow comes out with a victory tonight. Uh, It'll definitely be a response, definitely be a statement. Um, But yeah, the Suns, however, were also able to get a win on Monday night as they blew out the Blazers 132-100. to Um, This is a game that we saw Devin Booker have 34 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists um you know the suns are now 20 and 10 moving to fourth in the west um some other monday night games that we saw um the heat were able to beat the thunder 108 to 94 the mavericks were able to beat the grizzlies 102 to 92 excuse me the the bulls were able to beat the rockets 120 to 100 um you know some some pretty solid games monday night uh but tuesday night we saw a great one and Luca and the Mavericks taking on the Celtics team uh, we saw Jalen Browns high the game with about seven seconds left with a run uh, with, a, with a running floater and then Luca hitting a step back buzzer beater very similar to the buzzer beater he hit against the Clippers last postseason as this lifted the Mavs over the Celtics 110 to 107 um, Luca in this one 31 points 10 rebounds eight assists. Sits three pointers, and of course the game winner. Um, you know what a remarkable performance by this man. Uh, you know on the other side of the ball, however, um, you know Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both finished with twenty eight and twenty nine. Kemba Walker added twenty one, and but it just simply was not enough. As this Celtics team are the only is the only team in the league with a losing record and also multiple All Stars on their team. Um, you know, it, it it's is it time to panic for the Celtics? I'd say so. Um, you know, I don't know if it's uh the coaching, I don't know if it's uh just not playing the best ball they are at the moment. Um, but we'll see if they're able to respond. Of course, Luka Doncic, um uh what's it called? Ha- hits multiple threes in the final seconds of this one as he hit a three with about 40 seconds left. Um Before Jalen Brown's running floater to tie it Um, and then he hit another three for the win as he's now the second player in the last 25 seasons to make multiple go-ahead threes in the final 20 seconds um, of the fourth quarter um, of a game. The last time that happened was in 2005 Um, the Mavericks, you know, they're on a stretch that, you know, sits in one. They are now at 500 Uh, Luca in this stretch. However, 34 points a game, eight rebounds, eight points, six assists, 51% from the field, 48% from three. This man is single handedly carrying this Mavericks team that honestly has not been pulling up to the potential and the hype that was kind of uh, building up towards um, this season opener. Uh, I mean, not the season opener, just this season in general. So it's good to see um, them kind of hitting their stride. Another team that's hitting their stride in a remarkable way is this Nets as they continue to dominate as they beat the, the Kings last night, 127-118, moved to 21-12 20, uh, and 12 on the year. Uh, this is a game that, um, you know, we saw uh, James Harden with 29 points, 14 assists, 11 rebounds, five threes um, you know. Does he deserve to be in this MVP conversation with the way he's been playing on the Nets? I mean, since the trade, 25 points a game, 8 rebounds, which is a career high. 11.6 assists, which is a career high, which is surprising as he has had some ridiculous assist um, numbers in the past few years with the Rockets. He's shooting a career high 49.5% from the field and another career high 41.73 uh, from three. I mean, James Harden just having a career career year besides uh, points per game is, of course, when you add Kyrie and Kevin Durant and all the other uh, pretty, you know, uh, good names on the Nets. Uh, to the picture, James Harden doesn't have to do as much scoring as that is why all these other uh, fields and stats are elevated and are career highs for him. Um, of course, um, you know, um, on the Nets as well, uh, we saw – uh, Brown finished with uh, twenty nine points, four four rebounds, and two assists. Uh, we saw Kyrie Kyrie Irving um, also finished with twenty one points and seven assists. Um, you know this just remarkable basketball by this Nets organization lately. Um, you know. Uh, James Harden with his sixth triple-double since joining the Nets as well, and that broke a tie with Kenny Anderson and Sean Bradley for the second most triple-doubles in Nets history. Um, Of course, it's going to take a while to catch Jason Kidd, however, as he has a total of 61, so he's about 55 more to go to break the Nets um, franchise records. Um, you know this this Nets team like I said though hitting their stride 11 and 2 against teams that are 500 and that is exactly The stat that you want to hear Um, as you get as we get closer to this all-star break as we kind of You know get closer to seeing what this final standings will be like uh, headed into the postseason If you're going to beat teams that are above 500, these are the same teams that you'll be seeing in the postseason um but yeah, james Harden and russell westbrook uh, they now both rank second in all time in both of their organizations, the Nets and the Wizards, history for triple doubles. And I feel like this is remarkable as James Harden has only played nineteen games with the Nets, and Russell West Westbrook has only played twenty one games with the Wizards. So the fact that they are already second in their franchise history, only after only you know nineteen and twenty one games, pretty remarkable, man. Uh, but. Um, all, yesterday, we also saw um, the All-Star Reserves um, get announced as, um, in the East, we have Jalen Brown, James Harden, Julius Randle, Zach Levine, Ben Simmons, Nikola uh, Vichuvic, and Jason Tatum. And, of course, in the West, we have Anthony Davis, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard donovan mitchell zion williamson and cp3 um out of this list of course we have four players that it will be their first all-star appearance we have zion williamson jalen brown julius Randle, and zach levine who is just playing ridiculous for this bulls team as um in his last nine games averaging 33.6 points per game 5.9 rebounds 4.7 assists um you know he is having, this is a pretty remarkable stat. He's having the 31st best scoring month in Bulls history with 32 points per game this month. All of the first 30 slots are actually occupied by Michael Jordan as Michael Jordan has the best um, points per game scoring month in Bulls history. Um, he has the first, the first 30 slots uh, Zach Levine is now tied with Michael Jordan for that 31st spot and then 33 through 46 is Michael Jordan again. So, yeah, Michael Jordan was just ridiculous, <laughs> um, but Zach Levine, uh, man, oh, man, this man is having a career year. Chris Paul, of course, making his 11th all-star team, uh, leading this Phoenix Suns team to a 20-10 record, fourth in the West, as I said before. Um as we will see the All-Star Draft Show uh next Thursday, March 4th, um, as Kevin Durant and LeBron James will be uh drafting these reserves to play on um their teams. Um some notable all-star snubs though. I think number one without question is Devin Booker. Um, you know, he is averaging currently 25 points per game, shooting 50% from the field. And is leading this Suns team to a 20-10 and record. Um, I don't understand how he was, you know, kept off this list. Of course, I don't want to take anything away from Chris Paul. But if you see who that leader of the Suns team is, it is definitely Devin Booker. Um, You know, the fact that this is his third season averaging 24 points per game without being selected to an All-Star game is now the most in NBA history uh plenty of players and uh people around the league uh vouching for devin booker uh first and foremost lebron james saying devin booker is the most disrespected player in our league it is simple as that and that is followed by dame Dalla and damian lillard um some notable uh some other notable um snubs was uh demontis sabonis i don't know if i said that right sabonis uh, who is leading this Pacers team with 21.5 points per game and 11.6 rebounds uh, with 23 double-doubles, which is damn near every game that they've played. Uh, second most in the NBA. And out of the top six players with the most double-doubles, he is the only one that was not selected to be an All-Star. Of course, the Pacers are currently fourth in the East. Um, you know, Trey Young was left off this list um, you know, even, uh, De'Aaron fought. So, you know, a lot of players, um, that definitely deserve it, but there are just such as, you know, a limited amount. Um, I'd say out of, you know, those snubs, Devin Booker probably deserved to be on it the most. And, you know, they always say, you have to say, who would you replace him with? I would definitely probably be replacing him with, uh, Chris Paul. Like I said, you know, nothing against CP3. I feel like it just comes down to the name, you know, Chris Paul, 11th all-star appearance, not saying he is not worthy of it. It's just simply the fact that Devin Booker continues to impress, continues to lead the Suns team in points per game, continues to just be that guy for them, and continues to not get the recognition. So, you know, we'll see how this All-Star draft pans out on March 4th. Um, and, you know, we'll see how the game is played on March 7th. But uh, that'll about do it for today's podcast. I hope you all had a great time. I had a an amazing time talking to you all about Uh, just everything. And um, like I said, I hope you all have a great rest of your day and I will see you all on Friday for my 25th episode special. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a good one. Thank you so much.